Cutting through an overload of information to get to the heart of the story. This is The Point. The deputy leader of China's Taiwan region passed through the United States for so-called stopovers, prompting angry protests from local Chinese and the central government here on the mainland. Why did he insist on setting foot in the U.S. now? And why did the U.S. allow such tricks by Taiwan authorities, knowing how sensitive the issue is for Beijing? My exclusive interviews with two professors from Xiamen University in southern China, the closest mainland province to Taiwan geographically. Welcome to this special edition of The Point with me, Lucian, coming to you from Beijing. A journey that is part intrigue and part provocation. The deputy leader of China's Taiwan region, Lai Ching-te, set off for Paraguay on Saturday to attend the inauguration of the country's new president. He landed in New York for a so-called stopover on Sunday. During his journey back to Taiwan, he had another layover in San Francisco on Wednesday. China deplores and strongly condemns the U.S. decision to arrange the so-called stopovers for Lai Ching-te and calls him a troublemaker through and through. Who is this 63-year-old troublemaker? What did he plan to achieve through the visits? And what impact would these visits have on the situation across the Taiwan Straits? I was pleased to be joined by Professor Li Peng, head of the Graduate Institute for Taiwan Studies of Xiamen University in southern China. I started by asking him how he understands Lai's intentions behind the visits. I think Lai Chinta's visit uh, to the United States mainly has uh, two intentions. Uh, one is for the election, and uh, the other is for Taiwan independence. Uh, you know, the uh, leadership election in Taiwan will be uh, held uh, uh, in January next year, and uh, Lai Chinta is the uh, DPP candidate running for the election. I, I think Lai Chinta hopes to gain support. Uh, from the United States and uh, hopes that uh, Washington can trust him and uh, uh, be satisfied with his uh, cross-strait uh, policies. And uh, on the other hand, he tries to deceive the people of Taiwan uh, with American support. And uh, he tries to tell the voters in Taiwan that uh, he has already uh, gotten the United States support and uh, passed the so-called uh, exams of the U.S. government. And uh, another of his intention, uh, I think, is uh, to rely on the United States for Taiwan independence. Uh, you know, uh, you see, uh, during his uh, so-called uh, stopover in the United States, uh, Latin participated uh, in political activities, and uh, he uh, received interviews to the media. And uh, all, all of these uh, uh, activities and uh, uh, interviews uh, included remarks on uh, Taiwan independence. So help us understand, why does the candidate or candidates from different parties for the office of the leader of Taiwan need to get endorsement from the United States? That seems to be a tradition all along. If they don't get the go-ahead or 
a nod from the United States, they, they don't stand a chance. What is the relationship? In Taiwan's so-called general election, uh, almost every candidate will go to the United States to uh, get interviews um, of uh, the U.S. government officials, and they always uh, guarantee to uh, the U.S. officials that, that they can maintain the so-called peace and the stability across the Taiwan Strait, and uh, they can do everything to favor the United States national interest. And uh, I think these kinds of uh, interviews or exams um, betrayed Taiwan's interest. And these kinds of uh, uh, actions, these actions selling out the, uh, the island to the United States, it is uh, shameful for Taiwan people. It, and uh, it's a, a disgrace to the Taiwan people. Uh, so, but uh, uh, you just mentioned the so-called tradition. I, I don't think it's a very it's a good tradition. It, it's the, it's a bad tradition. Uh, th this means that uh, the United States has a, a big influence on, on Taiwan's election, and uh, the United States uh, tries to interfere in Taiwan's election. Not just uh, like the people in. The White House or in the State Department said that they will never interfere in Taiwan's election. In Taiwan's election, that's not true. Well, during a speech Lai Ching-te gave in Manhattan, he said, "If Taiwan is safe, the world is safe. If the Taiwan Straits are peaceful, then the world." is peaceful and in july he also authored an op-ed in uh, wall street journal outlining a so-called four pillar peace plan for the taiwan straits now the chinese embassy uh, characterized his support for the cross-strait status quo as advocating for peaceful separation and one china one taiwan how do you interpret lies emphasis on peace and do you believe he really genuinely prioritizes Taiwan the peace over the Taiwan Straits uh, yeah, yes you just mentioned peace peace is very different from the peaceful reunification peace or um, the peace and stability what we uh, understand uh, originally peace peace is um, peaceful separatist and uh, his peace uh, is related to deterrence so, but the problem is whether um, Taiwan can deter deter China uh, many activities, and and also uh, whether Lai ching is uh, capable of achieving peace. Um, it, we we all know that uh, Lai ching has openly advocated for Taiwan independence um, several times when he was the uh, legislator and when he was the mayor of Tainan, and also he described himself as a. Uh, a pragmatic worker for Taiwan independence, and uh, uh, you know, in in the island, he got strong support from uh, Taiwan independence uh, fundamentalists. So uh, uh, he he not only uh, also at the same time he refused the one China principle, and uh, he said he will never accept the 1992 consensus. Also, uh, in recent days, we can uh, see attacks in Chinese mainland's political and the social system. He advocates the so-called uh, uh, democracy or freedom or something like that. But at the same time, they attack uh, many uh, political system. He also is um, mm, mm, uh, hindering the cross-strait people to uh, people uh, ex exchanges. So uh, you, you can, uh, if you look at the history of uh, what Latinda said and what Latinda did in the past. I don't think the people in Taiwan or in the world would believe that Lai Qingde can bring peace to the Taiwan Straits.
the United States government, they have repeatedly said that they do not support Taiwan independence. Uh, what do you gauge is the U.S. attitude towards Lai ching and by allowing him to so-called stop over in the United States, is that a tacit endorsement of Lai as a potential candidate for the DP, for the Taiwan leadership position? Uh, I think the, uh, the United States want to um, make sure that the Lai ching can um, uh, follow the, the United States um, policy. Uh, they, they, they are not so sure whether Lai ching can bring peace to the Taiwan Strait or not. Uh, they are not so sure whether Lai ching will uh, push forward Taiwan independence uh, or not. Uh, the, I think the, the foreign policy of the United States has always worked for its own national interest, well, for the United States' yeah. national interest, not Taiwan's so-called interest. So, and uh, the United States just... Um, and Taiwan is only a pawn for the United States to contain uh, China's rise or contain China's uh, uh, development. And uh, uh, Lai Qingde, what, what Lai Qingde did and what uh, Lai Qingde uh, said is trying to make the United States to uh, be confident for his um, policy when he uh, win the so-called uh, the election. And I, I, I think, but I, I don't think the United States is uh, fully confident about Lai ching And uh, I, I, uh, And the United States will make its own judgment. When questioned about Lai's U.S. stopover, the U.S. State Department spokesperson said there is no reason to over-talk this transit into anything escalatory. He added, this is consistent with our one-China policy. We're not interested in deviating from the status quo, it is not any kind of pretext for coercion or provocative activity. Now, the United States knows how touchy China is about Taiwan, right? It is the core among China's core interests. This has been said over and over again. Yet, the United States allowed someone who has repeatedly and explicitly supported uh, Taiwan independence to land, knowing that this would be interpreted as a tacit endorsement of his political view. Um, is the United States um, playing with fire or, you know, not sending a very vague message to the world, to, the, to Beijing and to Taiwan, and uh, not wisely, you know, making an unwise move there? The United States always say something and uh, do another thing. Uh, this time it's the same. Uh, the United States said uh, they will not change uh, one China policy, but allowing Lai Qingde to uh, stop over uh, in the United States is a violation of uh, one China principle and uh, a violation of three uh, Chinese, uh, China-US communiques. And uh, I think the United States is cheating, uh, the world is cheating uh, himself. So when I talk with, with some uh, U.S. scholars and uh, officials, uh, they understand very well that uh, Lai Qingde's uh, Taiwan independence stance uh, is not so good for the maintenance of peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lai Qingde's Taiwan independence stance definitely aroused uh, the suspicion uh, of the U.S. government. And, uh, and they, because they, they fear that the Lai Qingde will be uncontrollable. Uh, just so like, why did, uh, why did the United and, States uh, allow him to use the United States to to gain voters on the island? 
what the United States is trying to do is to stop Lexington from um, harming the United States' interests. Mm. So, and uh, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, a few a few days ago, when Lexington mentioned that uh, uh, if Taiwan leader could uh, enter the White House and uh, the island's political objectives will be automatically achieved, so the United States government expressed great concern over Lexington's remarks. Why do you want to enter the White House? What is the political objectives hmm. of when, what Lightinger mentioned? Uh, I, I think in, in, in the island, everybody regards the so-called political object is Taiwan independence. Hmm. So Lightinger exposed uh, his ambitions to push forward Taiwan independence. That deeply worried uh, the United States government. Well. Well, good for them. Now, uh, Lai Qingde also delivered a 25-minute speech uh, in Manhattan, as I mentioned, where he said Taiwan should serve as a beacon of freedom, democracy and human rights and should not surrender to authoritarianism. In an interview, he also said um, he also hoped that uh, the international community would recognize Taiwan as a democracy sharing, sharing values with a global community. Is he playing the democracy card to gloss over his separatist agenda? Uh, Latino want to try to find the common language with the United States. You, you know, the United States believes that the so-called uh, uh, freedom and uh, democracy uh, it should be um, valued by all of the world, and uh, Taiwan is so-called. Um, they they call themselves uh, uh, is a democracy society or something like like that. So they 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 are trying to find common words with the United States, and with these kinds of common words, they can gain support from the United States, and the United States will be uh, will will support latching uh, uh, this Taiwan independence stance or something. Is Taiwan a real democracy? Of course not. When I talk with some people in Taiwan, the people said, uh, mm, no matter what parties, uh, KMT or uh, mm, D, uh, or DPP, they are not so satisfied. But they have no choice. They have they ha they have to choose one. Uh, also, when you uh, if you travel to Taiwan, you can uh, say some people will tell you democracy is just the, the day they vote. After the day. There were no democracy. I have interviewed Taiwan's young person who um, is a video blogger on the mainland, and when she advocates reunification, when he advocates integration between the two sides, her video got uh, heavily criticized. You know, she became victim of Wang uh, Bao. Um, so, what exactly would cause such? online violence, if I, if I may use this word. Um, what's the reasons behind such violence against people who dare to speak up for reunification and reintegration? When DPP came to power again in 2016, uh, they're trying to make the uh, atmosphere in Taiwan that uh, reunification is uh, dangerous, reunification is not right. and. Uh, they are trying to mislead the, the people in Taiwan that uh, um, um, reunification should uh, jeopardize our um, life of democracy or, um, or or freedom or something like that. And uh, in, in a minute, in this years, we uh, want to deepen the integrated uh, development. Uh, integrated development, we just want to 
encourage more cross-stitch people to be exchanged. We will we want to encourage more young people from Taiwan and to many they will have a more chance to uh, develop their career. They want to have a better life in many. I, I think that will benefit the young people in in Taiwan because they have little chance in Taiwan in recent year because of the uh, bad economic atmosphere. I, I know many young people from Taiwan, they have a very good life in many. They start their career. They find uh, find the, the maybe they have a, have a family here and they studied here. Mm. They, they feel very good and the China government treated them very well. We uh, released a lot of policies favored their uh, their, their development in many. But uh, the DPP authorities never says that in the mainland. They, they just um, jeopardize the cross-trade and people-to-people -people exchanges. You know, uh, right now, they still refuse to open uh, many travelers to Taiwan. Finally, um, the role of the United States in the entire Taiwan question. Um, in the very beginning, they were supporting the Kuomintang. They sailed um, a U.S. Uh, aircraft carrier in the Taiwan Straits as the uh, People's Liberation Army was about to was planning to to finally, you know, liberate Taiwan. Um, all of these years, how do you look at the role or the influence of the United States in the Taiwan question? The United States is the biggest obstacle uh, for um, the unification of China. You know, the situation across the Taiwan Strait uh, over the past several years has been, we call it, uh, complicated and severe. So one of the reasons is DPP authorities' provocation for Taiwan independence. And uh, the another reason is the United States intervention uh, over uh, over Taiwan issue. So in a, uh, the United uh, in the last few years, the, the BP, DPP authorities and uh, the United States government uh, came closer and closer. And uh, the United States want to use Taiwan authorities contain uh, China's rights, and uh, Taiwan authorities want to use the United States. And to pursue the uh, pursue Taiwan independence. So what what they are trying to do, uh, finally, is to uh, stop the vindication and uh, mm, and, and the containment and China's rise. So the 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 goal just just uh, uh, almost the same. Yeah. Thank you so much, Professor mm. Li Peng, head of uh, Graduate Institute for Taiwan Studies of Xiamen University. Thank you. It's my great pleasure. Professor Li Peng, head of the Graduate Institute for Taiwan Studies of Xiamen University. When we come back, what is Taiwan independence all about? Earlier, I talked to an American professor who has lived both on the mainland and in Taiwan. Stay with us. We all enter this world with a universal greeting. <laughs> We then learn to speak. Though our languages, cultures, and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and the world. Hear the difference. Join our global network to connect with the world. Making room for all opinions and seeing events from more than one side. This is The Point.
The West has always had the idea of dividing China. Professor Bill Brown at Xiamen University attributed this to Western interference in the Taiwan Straits. The American professor has resided in China for 37 years, 35 on the mainland in Xiamen, and two years in Taiwan. His story with China dates back to 1976 when he served in the U.S. Air Force on the island. A decade later, he brought his wife and two children to settle in Xiamen on the opposite side of the Straits, becoming Fujian's first foreign permanent resident. How does he view today's situation across the waters? Earlier, I sat down with Professor Brown in Xiamen and I started by asking him what's behind the so-called Taiwan Independent Forces on the island. I think my feeling, my understanding is that the people in power, if they became part of mainland again, or even do the one party, two systems things, but still they will lose some measure of power. And right now they're in complete control and they don't want to give up their political power. Um, so it's just like in the way of political parties everywhere in the world. And you look in the United States, the Republicans and Democrats, it doesn't matter what the other side decides to do. They argue about it and they fight it because they want to keep the power in Taiwan. They want to keep the power, the control over Taiwan, just like some other countries' leaders want to keep the control. So they're not considering, I think, the benefit of the people, this political power. But the problem is that these, I think if some Western countries had not interfered a long time ago, like sending me to Taiwan, I think that the problem would have been resolved much easier, much earlier, because if you have a president of Taiwan and some big powerful country promises them the moon, if you separate from the mainland, and they want the power, that, that big country will give the Taiwan president, Taiwan party power, they go for that. But they don't understand that basically they're just pawns, because in the long run, the U.S., not U.S., but in the long run, the Western power's interest is not Taiwan, it's just keeping them as it's part of the con contained China thing. The West has been, basically has this idea of con to first divide China, which didn't work, and then contain China, because the, the total focus is trade, control over, and, and since 1900s, and to beverage, China's, well, since the opium wars, they see China as this giant market. They want to control the market, mm. but they can't, so weaken it. So it, and, and I remember when Taiwan, uh, when Hong Kong returned to the mainland in 97, I wrote several articles a couple of years even before I said, the West will try to stop that because the policy is to separate Taiwan, separate the mainland. And I said, and they'll, and to strengthen that, they'll try to separate Hong Kong, try to, sep try to separate Taiwan. They'll also try to reinforce relationships with Vietnam, which they fought for years because that's on the South, and they did. It's, it's a big game, and they even call it a game. You know, the, the, the so-called great game where Russia and England and all these nations fought over Asian countries and killed probably millions, call it a great game. And today they still call it the new great game. And Taiwan's part of that great game. Starting this year, high school students from Taiwan are able to apply for universities and colleges on the mainland using the results of their local university entrance examinations. Professor Bill Brown has seen many young people from Taiwan coming to the mainland and choosing to stay. Their expectations on the mainland offer differ from their initial expectations. Why does Professor Brown believe that more young people from Taiwan should visit the mainland? Why does he say that there is a prevalent fear of the mainland on Taiwan. Well, it's funny to say 
Taiwanese culture, not part of Chinese culture, because when Chiang Kai-shek went there, he outlawed everything except Chinese. <laughs> he wouldn't allow them to speak Taiwanese, he wouldn't allow them to speak Japanese, uh, all this. The thing is, I understand why they're doing this, because I don't think there's a country on earth that doesn't try to influence their education and their media to portray themselves the way they want to. I mean, bottom line, who's behind the media? The people with the power in the government. So I understand this, but the thing is, when, when I was in Taiwan, I found the young people afraid of the mainland because of the media, but they were proud of being Chinese. And, let's, and a lot of them showed a lot of curiosity in the 70s. Uh, and in a short time, I was there five, seven years ago. They wanted to know about the mainland, and they're curious about it because this is their heritage, this is their history, and, and it's hard for them to believe a nation of 5,000 years of history, or maybe 5,035, because it was 1988, I was told 5,000, so now 5,035 years of history, and such a rich background, and Taiwan is the key to all of it. Mm. So, um, so I, I've met many young Taiwanese here in Fujian, especially Pingtan Island. Many young Taiwanese couples and singles have gone to Pingtan Island to do business there, open bed and breakfasts, open companies, do business. They went to visit, and when they got there, they found out they had relatives in Fujian. Wow, they didn't know they had relatives in Fujian. They found some, one, some of them told me they had more relatives in Fujian than they had in Taiwan. And they loved the people here. They loved the, they, they ended up staying here. Some got married to mainlanders. And they're so excited. These young people are so excited about the mainland, and, and it's so different from what they expected. And some of them got their mother and fathers to come see for themselves. They were afraid to come, but they did. So there, there is this fear in Taiwan now by the young people, because that's what they're taught. Just like there's fear in the U.S., because that's what we were taught. I was taught that. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how that's, you can combat that, because the education system in Taiwan controls that, and then the West controls the media. But I think, I hope, that in spite of all this mess between the mainland and Taiwan, that, that Fujian especially can continue to just be open to exchanges between Taiwan and the mainland. This is what Xi Jinping emphasized 35 years ago. The more Taiwan young people come to the mainland and see it for yourself, With that, we come to the end of this special edition of The Point with me, Lu Xin. As always, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter using the handle Lu Xin in Beijing. You've got The Point. <laughs>